What's up, everybody? Welcome to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring, ring with harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new Let us march on till victory is won.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to or welcome back to Transformation Radio. That's right, Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. My name is Clifton Petty John. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition individuals from merely existing to living a life full of purpose. That's right, full of purpose. And I'm talking to each and every one of you that is out there listening. As long as you can take a deep breath in and breathe out, that means purpose is remaining in your body. Why? Because breath is still in your body. As I said, thank you for joining us on tonight. I'm excited. We have an amazing guest with us on tonight. I still want to send uh, or make everybody aware if you are a songwriter uh, and you are looking to, um, well, I'm looking to connect with a songwriter for our intro song. Right now we are doing the Black National Anthem, or which was once called the Negro National Anthem, uh, and we are also doing Black Men United, you will know. And I can't stress anymore how important it is for us to unite as a people. I cannot stress that. It is extremely important, especially in these times right now. So we're running that right now, but like I said, if you are a songwriter out there and you want to get your work out there, let's sit down, let's link up, let's work, all right? All you have to do is text MUSIC to 302-648-5544. Again, I'm not musically inclined, so I'm not trying to be uh, writing a song for the intro, nor am I trying to be singing a song for the intro. I want you guys to tune in. I don't want you guys to tune out. If I get on here and sing, well, I can put a little bit of auto-tune to it, and then you probably would be feeling it. I mean, everybody can sing with auto-tune, huh? So, anyway, um, that's one of the things I really wanted to stress uh, was the importance of us uniting together, guys. We see changes taking place. It is a process. It is a process. Things have not been good for a while. Therefore, things are not going to change overnight. Continue to fight. Continue to do your part. I always say it. Make sure that you are involved in the voting process. Make sure you're involved with everything that's going on locally as well. Okay. So now, before we get to our guests, I always like to remind us that the phone lines are open. That's right. The phone lines are open the entire conversation. And the reason why the phone lines are open the entire conversation is because we want you to be a part of the conversation. So if you hear something that connects with you or you hear something that you would like exp explained a little farther, then I want you to call in. The call-in number is 516-387-1756. Let's do our disclaimer, though. This show is a show that represents our diversity as humans. Therefore, my guests and myself and our listening audience are from diverse backgrounds and even belief systems. And this is a place where we respect everybody's background and their belief system. We do not have to agree about everything. I mean, come on, we're not going to agree about everything. We're having uncomfortable conversations. However, here, our disagreements are handled in a respectful manner. So when we call in, I want to remind you of that as well. When you call in, it is okay to voice a disagreement. 
However, we're not going to do that in a disrespectful manner because if we do, there's a little X button that I'm going to have to push. Never had to push it before, and I don't believe we're going to have to push it tonight because, like I said, we have an amazing guest. He's going to add some great value to us like all of our guests have. He has an amazing story. We're going to learn about his story. We're going to learn about his books. We're going to learn about a lot of things, all right, on tonight. So why not just get to our guests, all right? You're probably tired of hearing me talk already. So tonight we have a gentleman who is a speaker, a decorated medical professional, an influencer, and an author. And, of course, he's so much more, but we're going to be introduced to him throughout the conversation. You guys know how I like to do it. No bios, none of those things. I want you introduced to the individuals throughout the conversation. So without further ado, I want each of you to help me welcome to the show Dr. Eric Holmes. Dr. E, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. Thank you so much, man. Your intro in the mute, I lo- first of all, I love the anthem. Um, I'm I'm oh, yeah. honored to be here, but that anthem, and then the next song, and then when you were talking about you meeting somebody that sing and do an anthem or you know do an intro, I got somebody tuned in. Um, uh, we call her the Queen of Praise and Worship, uh, Vanita White, which okay. you probably would set this show ablaze. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, we're gonna have to. You have to give me her information or get her my information so we can connect and see if we can collaborate on something. That's what it's all about. Oh, I yeah. like that. Oh yeah, she is absolutely phenomenal, and um, she's a treasured gift. And um, yeah, she would definitely, uh, definitely bless it. <laughs> all right, I like that because I'm telling you, you heard me say it. I'm not the one that needs to do it because if I do yeah. it, my numbers are going to go down, and I don't want my numbers to go down. Well, everybody be tuned in with Vaughn. We we love her, and she's just amazing. That's awesome. awesome. Anointed, anointed awesome. the Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Now, I always like to start every conversation off with an icebreaker question. It's the same icebreaker question I give to everybody. It sets the mood for the entire conversation, and then we just go from there. And that question is, if you could have one superpower, what would that superpower be and why? Uh, Increased faith. And I say increased faith because faith does the impossible. Faith moves the impossible. And then with me, faith moves God on my behalf. Now you're playing a little bit already. You're messing a little bit um, because after that conversation, after that question, we play a game called word association, okay? And I have five words that I was going to ask you. And I ask you the five words. You could either sing a song related to the words. You can give what that word personally means to you, share a story with that word, give a one answer, one word answer to that word, however you like to do it. And the first word is faith. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's when you are connected and in tune. Um, but, wow, that's powerful. But faith is something in this season that most people are losing hope in. And mm-hmm. with everything going on, uh, one thing it is, and one of the scriptures for me is, and then my pastor talks about it, hold, to, uh, hold um, faith to the profession of your faith without wavering, and mm-hmm. so many people are waiting, believers or non-believers, 
um, the mere fact is that we waver and then we lose hope and then we lose faith when when you look at a track record that, you know, we've made it through things before, we've come through things before, you know, and then we as a people, our culture, we have come through the worst of things. So one thing we can't mm-hmm. do is lose our faith because it's the one thing that Absolutely. has kept us. It's the one thing that has strengthened us. And you said something about it. I always tell people, all you need to do is sit back, sit back, sit back for a moment and have a flashback, and remember the last thing that the Creator brought you through. And if you can remember that last thing, it starts to stimulate that faith inside of you. And like you said, with everything that we're going on, what we have going on right now is, it's kind of easy for some to lose faith. How have you held on to your faith? throughout the times that you've had that were trying times? One thing it is, uh, I've made sure I got even the more grounded. Uh, one of the things is, and I, I can relate it to two years ago, I was in between um, positions and in between. Uh, I've been at Hopkins this, this month, 23 years, but two years ago mm-hmm. I took a position thinking it was a career move. Though I learned a lot, I've experienced a lot, I walked away with a lot, but it just wasn't for me. And so in, for four months, I had to operate in faith and no finances. And so with that, it taught me even a more another level that I drew closer to God, another level that I was in depth and another level that I was strengthened to see things from a whole nother perspective. And so fast forward, when I look at it today and what transpired then, as you said, I just said this the other day, all you need is a thought and a memory. And so now mm-hmm. I have a thought and a memory because two years, but I've seen so much be blessed and favored within that period of time that now I know my faith is definitely unshakable. I love that. I love that. Now, one more thing about faith before we move on to the next word. Was there ever a time in your life, whether it was in your professional career, in your personal life, ministry, business, any of those areas where you had to step out on faith. And it really required, you know, like, man, this is really something new for me. Have you ever experienced that? Uh, yeah. Uh, one, one with that job because literally I left, you know, we're good standing and all of that, but that was a whole different level because I'd never been um, without work or in between positions or having to operate uh, in faith and no finance. And so that was, Mm -hmm. I stepped out when I heard the word, prepare for the exit, prepare for the open door. Didn't understand it, but a lot of things opened up, and then I end up, you know, resigning and end up moving. So that was difficult because I've never been without work. I've been at my job 23 Mm -hmm. straight years. And then not only that, I just had to step out on faith uh, when I just, Actually, and so the listeners are here to hear this, <laughs> um, when I just actually registered my LLC business, Dr. Eric L. Holmes Enterprise LLC. So um, a whole new avenue, prayed about a team. And so God has been amazingly faithful because he's given me a, a phenomenal team. Awesome. You hit it on, on both sides. Let's talk about the entrepre- entrepreneurship side of this thing first. Uh, when you went and you stepped out, what was your mindset concerning business prior to you stepping out and um, 
opening your own business. What type of mindset did you have concerning business? One, um, I always said within the next five years, I wouldn't be working for anyone but myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to uh, look at things from another perspective, uh, Get surround myself with those who are already in business, surround mm-hmm. myself with great mentors that have my best interests at heart. And, of course, anything, I always run it by my bishop because he is a man of, mm-hmm. like, the most when it comes to business. He taught business. He did it for over 30-plus years. And um, I know with the wisdom and knowledge um, that he pours, it helped me. And so then I looked at it from, from, from a natural perspective, a spiritual perspective, and then what would I benefit or what would I gain, but then what would I leave as a legacy and an inheritance. So I looked at it from all different angles, but I always look at things from another perspective, and I look at it through the eyes of faith. Awesome. Now, did you find it hard to separate ministry and business, or did you? Are you one that understood that they should be entwined together? They, one, I always look at it one for the natural and the spiritual because they do go hand in hand. Everything mm-hmm. I'm learning, like I'm in the Kerry Business School, so all of the financial management executive business management, everything that I'm getting, I have a business writing, all of that's going to tie in the natural and the spiritual because there has to be a balance. Mm-hmm. Even for ministry, mm-hmm. it is a business, but it is it is the church, but it operates as well on one end business because you got bills, you got mortgages, you know what I'm saying, and then I'm just going to go and you talk about you have faith. So on that end, and, and I always get that from my, my pastor because he was he's such a business man and always has. And so it balances because you're dealing with both the natural and spiritual. And so even for me, with the schooling and the education, I just finished a, a, a class Saturday for PR and marketing. And mm-hmm. it's going to tie in even in the spiritual because I'm the director of the public relations. So it ties into both. And so you got to look at it from both angles and different perspectives, mm-hmm. yet tying them in together, that they'll work together. Awesome. Okay. So now let's go to the second word. The second word is purpose. You get ready to take me to a whole nother level. I just literally <laughs> finished uh, uh, doing a um, – uh, a session for Black Speakers Network. Shout out to them. Um, BSN, mm-hmm. um, and and I just uh, I was one of the spotlight speakers. And my presentation to them for a group of ten thousand people was walk in your purpose and defining it and understanding mm-hmm. it. And then for my presentation for the Kerry Business School, um, I just did defining purpose and understanding purpose so you'll be able to walk in your purpose. Purpose, Mm -hmm. it is something that you have to understand it in order and be able to define it to be or then to be able to walk in it so you can fulfill it. And most people do not understand what purpose is. A lot of people don't know how to define it and really don't know what their purpose is. But in the words of my first lady, Dr. Pender, she said, just do it all. He'll show you as you go. But you'll know it because what it is, you already be doing it. So I know what my purpose is now, even the more that I'm an influence, I'm a motivator, I'm a speaker, you know, I'm an author, entrepreneur. But you'll know that the more you do it and the more you keep understanding what it is, 
the more you're going to do it. And so I, I, I just taught that, um, you know, dealing with that whole uh, thing of purpose because most people don't know their purpose. And that's in the natural and spiritual. Absolutely. Um, purpose is one of my trigger words, and it's a, a good trigger word, not one of my negative trigger words. And I, lo- I love talking about purpose. I love doing workshops on purpose. And I loved your uh, presentation with the Black Speakers Network um, on purpose as well because of how you brought it all together. I'm always interested in hearing how people define purpose, how people say they discover their purpose or their purpose discovered them and how they communicate their purpose. So I, and I believe that knowing your purpose brings so much clarity to life because there are a lot of people that are out there that don't even see themselves living within five days, let alone five years. And sometimes when we're not teaching people about purpose, we expect them to make decisions for a lifetime when they're really just trying to get through the day. So as it relates to purpose, when did you begin to understand what your purpose was? One, as I began to more, um, even with a lot of educational classes, even in the spiritual and natural, and also when I was um, doing my doctorate and a lot of presentations, a lot of classes, you know, a lot of um, being tutored and taught and, you know, having to do a lot of studying and, you know, studying different cultures and Jewish history and so many different things. But Mm -hmm. as I was, um, one, put over as the president of the members ministry, you know, I was studying more and having to teach more, having to share and teach a seven-week syllabus, you know, and as the baton was handed from my uh, first lady, who used to be the president, I was the vice president, um, as she taught, as I sat under her tutelage, phenomenal because she poured so much, which really helped me now understand why I was under her those uh, four years and then shifted, as my bishop shifted, in the changing of the guards. And now I was able to pour into other people. And so with that understanding so much of the purpose, you know, I was able to teach. I was able to share different lessons. I was able to now really understand the the uh the part of even being the motivational speaker and even even the preacher part of it because now I I discipline and, and so many different things that tied into it because one of the things was with defining it was just the reason for something that is done or created, you know, in which something exists. Why was I existing? Mm-hmm. Why was I going this path? And, and and so here it was, without purpose we can lose our way. And everybody has purpose. Absolutely. You are born with purpose. You just got to find it. And so all of those moments helped me really. Now I can stand up, say, like when I had to do that presentation there on the 24th floor at the Cary Business School or sit there in front of uh, all these thousands of people in BSN and be able to share what it was, what I was called to do, influence, inspire, encourage, motivate, even from a radio standpoint. And so now I really now understand more of why I'm in that arena and in PR and, you know, because I was doing radio like I was always on radio, uh, even from my hometown in Hertford, PA, and calling in and, you know, and then WAA calling in and the, talking to Dwayne Johnson, all of them getting mentored, not knowing that years later I would be sitting behind the mic in the radio station. Mm. And that's how purpose is sometimes. Sometimes we don't even realize 
that what we're being prepared for and how it's actually connected to what we were called, created, and designed to be. Now, the next word, I know this is another word that will probably excite you as well, and that's influence. <laughs> wow. You know, you just all in tune. We in, in tune, and you already know that right there with influence. Yes, sir. Of course, you know, having a show called The Power of Influence and writing an mm-hmm. article um, in a magazine three years ago that really I wouldn't, it, it, and it just tied right into the show when I wrote the article. Uh, the power of influence for the men's month for a major magazine, not knowing three years later that would be the name of my show that also tied in to Power 4.4. But here it is that now I'm getting ready to have a show on the network, and it's going to be called the power of influence. And so to be able to influence and encourage and inspire others, that uh, when you deal with influence, we have whether we could give hope, encouragement, and it can go both ways. So that's why we really have to be uh, careful when we're defining it or sharing it. Or like I know, it's always going to be a positive energy. It's always going to be motivated. It's going to always be a word of encouragement and hope and giving somebody to influence them to be better, influencing them that they can do more, be more, and be whatever they can be. And so I know with uh, me, with influence, you know, it's effective, and that's what we want to do because it can go another way. You know, yes. you can have influence, whether it's good or bad, and and, and even we can, uh, from even the natural and even in the spirit scriptures, that the king started out good, next thing you know, they ended bad. You got good people, they start out good, next mm-hmm. thing you know, you don't know where they detoured off, and but they have influence. You, We look at 45, <laughs> People have influence, mm. good or bad, but it's yes. how we use it, it's how it's perceived, but then it's how and how we use it to be effective, you know, and then not not non-effective, but it goes both ways because whether it's good or bad, you could be the worst person, but somebody's going to believe you. If you give them enough of what they want to hear or say enough that they want to hear and, and, and they go along mm-hmm. with it, now you have influence over them. Absolutely. And that's why I always say that influence is dangerous in the hands of a manipulator or someone that's immature because they really don't understand the weight of influence, especially for the generations that are to come. Because now, I mean, you that's why I think it's important that we have influence in all areas of life, the seven mountains or the seven spheres, whatever you want to call them, because especially over the radio waves and the television waves, so much influence is involved in that type of media. And we definitely need individuals involved in media that understand the responsibility and the weight of influence. Now, and, and with you, yeah. you talked about your – oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, and it is so very true with that, I pray about every guest I bring on the show. I pray yes. about the topic. And the thing, it is yes. so powerful because so many people are listening, so many people are tuned in. Mm-hmm. And with that, you know, somebody may just be on because they need hope, they need encouragement. And Absolutely. you got to be careful because you can lead them either way. And I always say whether – and I always have to use the natural and spiritual because you can influence people to leave, say, a ministry, 
they go and never return. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and even in the natural, you could cause people, you know, whether to give hope, whether to, you know, not say they get not going to make it. So we have influence, and you have to be very careful. And so, you know, even when people are calling into the show or, you know, I'm talking with people or I'm praying with them, you know, uh, it is so very key because life and death, so Absolutely. we got to be careful what we're sharing and what we're speaking. You can cause people to live or die because they may give up hope and not be able to get back. Mm-hmm. You know, you may cause them to go another way. We look at uh, so many people may be on drugs or whatever their circumstance and situation is. However, somebody influenced them. That's the, <laughs> and that's the key. And, and the reality is, are we willing to get to the root in order to give them the right solution. Sometimes we try to put Band-Aids over situations instead of taking the time and getting to know someone's story. On here, I have a plethora of guests. I've had guests that nobody probably would have on the show. But the reason why I did it, I'm, I'm, I'm very careful with who I bring on. Like you said, you pray about it. I pray about it as well. I seek the creator and I want to make sure that everybody that I bring on, I bring on with purpose and understanding and that has a story that somebody else needs to hear, even if they're in the middle of their story, because this has been a therapy session for some. This has been a master class for some. But I understand that it is that which they need in order to get beyond the trauma that they've experienced in life. And some may not come to the church house, but they'll listen to a podcast. They'll listen to a radio show. They'll watch a TV show. So if we're giving them what it is that they need on there, then they can get what they need on there. So I'm with you there 100%. Influence is powerful. It is powerful. And I encourage everybody to begin to understand or study the power of influence. And you can start with thinking about those who have had positive and negative influences on your life. So let's go back. You talked about your bishop, you talked about your first lady, and you talked about, and I can hear the influence and impact that their lives and ministry has had on your life. Who else has influenced you? If you go back even to your childhood, uh, were there some teachers and and some community leaders that served as positive influences in your life, or even those who may not have realized it but were not positive influences on your life that you had to begin to deprogram yourself from those influences? Um, One was my mother who transitioned five years ago. Um, right when I was getting ready to release the power of the sea, but I could definitely hear her always saying quitting is not an option. Um, so she was mm-hmm. definitely one of the ones. And I grew up, it was eight of us, so I'm number seven. So I had all other oh, wow. uh, older brothers and sisters except for my little brother who was three years younger than me. Uh, and so I've always had that family with influence. My teachers, uh, I graduated from Harrisburg High, the class of 86. My teachers uh, are advisors who I, I, I stay in contact with everybody. Um, I had to speak at one of the assistant principals who passed away. They asked me would I speak. 
And so even when I went back, my art teacher was there, who is now a mortician, um, and so many of the oh, teachers wow. were there, and they was like, wow, we listened to your show, and we're so proud of you. But they had major influence on that because they pushed me, even in school. Um, they made sure uh, that we uh, we had guidance counselors and all of that. And so I feel all of those that are alive, I still stay in contact. And so I'm actually, I write a... Every Wednesday, I write an inspirational word for a decade of classes from the class of 1980 to 1989. And so a group of them, um, the the administrative staff of that, you know, uh, they had influence, but then they allowed me to be able to share every Wednesday. And I've been doing it for the last, wow, two years, every Wednesday. I don't care where I'm at. I did it from Aruba last year. I don't care where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I stick to my assignment. Because, one, they depend on it. They're looking for it. And um, so even with that, and then, of course, you know, like I said, my brothers and sisters, and it's so many people that God has placed in my life as influence even growing up. You know, we grew up in the age that our neighbors, our neighborhood, our community, yes. you know, my church back home, you know, and it's with me, I stay in touch with, like, everybody. My class of 86 days, if anybody's going to call you or check up on you, it's going to be me. And and we are a close a close class, and so growing up, I have you know friends that I've been friends with over forty seven years, you know even um, I know she may still be on here, and it's two people probably still on here that has one truly made an impact in my life, and that's one who I just talked to you about, and that's um, Minister Vanita, is because when my mother transitioned, she literally drove to PA with me and sang at my mother's. Um, memorial service, which I'll never forget that, and I don't want to get emotional, but mm-hmm. that made an impact. And not only that, when I was in transition of my my job, um, for four months, uh, Apostle Wendy Parker was there to really, she didn't give me a pity party. She's straightforward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But you need people in your life. I didn't have a pity. They prayed for me. They encouraged me. They seeded into my life. They encouraged me. You know, they prayed for me, but they wouldn't let me just say, I don't do pity parties because, one, we all mm-hmm. going through life, going through situations, certain sins, keep on living. As my mom said, you're going to go through some more. However, you just need people that will give you that influence, that inspiration and encouragement, and that's why when I pray, she's going to be one of the people that is on my team. And so the thing about it is you need good people that, one, Absolutely. can support you and push you. In, in the roughest or in the best. So you need good people that will influence. And so a lot of, it's a whole lot more people, you know, and then, of course, I will never forget the late Apostle Robert Evans, who made a major, major impact in my life. Um, and uh, he's going on to glory. And so, you know, a lot of what I'm doing now on radio, a lot of what I'm saying manifest, he spoke this in my life. And so I will ever mm-hmm. be grateful and I will always honor and cherish that legacy. And, of course, I'm, you know, my mom, you know, and even with my dad who had transitioned. So, you know, um, I had a lot of people that influenced me, too many names, but I just do it like when mm-hmm. I wrote in this book, I said, to everyone. And so that means everyone's <laughs> included. You played a part, you were there. And so, you know, uh, that did. And then the last one was even at the radio station, the CEO Power 4.4. That is why I literally started this business that is just getting ready to just go to a whole nother dimension after everything is settled and done. Um, it's because he saw it. He said it. It clicked in my spirit. I jumped up from the, the radio table and, um, wow, put, 
put it right into motion. And so here it is because I wasn't thinking of Dr. Eric L. Holmes Enterprise LLC. I was getting ready to leave, but it was a shifting taking place. So it inspired and encouraged me to even do that, put it in motion. Now it's going forward. Awesome. And we're going to talk about the business next. But before we get to the business, I have one more, well, two more words, but I want to talk about this one word before we talk about the business. And you kind of brought this up, and that word is transition, transition. Man, you know, you. Uh, I'm trying to calm down because I can go to the 10th power. One is because mm-hmm. my last week's show was called I'm in transition, but I'm headed somewhere. And then in the <laughs> book, the for Soulful Prayer, uh, Volume Two, which is a bestseller, my chapter that I wrote in Aruba for this book is called Transition, Transformation, and Transparency because I was in transition, yes. being transformed, so now I could be able to be transparent. And so that transition means I'm still in motion. I'm headed somewhere. I'm uh, I'm right. just in transition, you know, I, I see it, and because I transition from one page to another, one chapter to another, one part of my life to another, I'm just I'm just moving. And so even with transition, people got to understand it's not where I am, but it's where I'm going. It's not that I'm just right here, right now, but I got to see that I'm going somewhere else. And so in transition, it's called, a, it's just a movement. You're in movement. You're in motion. So you, even in the transition, whether you're at a, a stop sign, but you got to transition and get to the next light. So we're always in motion. And so people got to see when I'm in transition, I'm just headed somewhere. I'm just in motion. Listen, that right there said it all. Don't get stuck in transition. Understand that transition, you must remain in motion. You must remain in motion. And, hey, we might as well just go to this last word because you just brought that up too, and that's transformation. <laughs> wow. It, it, you know, it, it's just amazing how things would be confirmed because when I wrote that chapter in Aruba, I was in transition. I was being transformed and, of course, being able now to share the transparency of it. But the transformation of it is because I was in transition, now I see the transformation of what I was and who I was becoming. I saw the purpose mm-hmm. of what I am now where I'm going. And so the whole transformation, I'm just being transformed and who he already ordained and called me to be. I was being transformed into the vessel who he called me. I was being transformed into my purpose and headed toward my destiny. So just in the whole transformation, things are ever shifting and things are changing. Just like the transformation, everything is changing. Uh, of course, in this whole epidemic, pandemic, everything is being transformed. It's still in transition. We're moving. And, and things are shifting, but it's just being transformed. So now in that transformation, I got to look at things from a whole different level, a whole nother perspective, and look at the lens. As I look through the lens, I got to see it and adjust it. Mm-hmm. Now, with your tra- as you were going through your transformation process and, you know, we're ever transforming and all those great things, but as you were going through your major transformation process, were there some times that you fought, saw yourself fighting the transformation or fighting transition during those times because it was something new, it was something, you know, you weren't accustomed to, it was different for you? Did you ever fight the process? 
not necessarily fought the process, but had to endure the process and had to trust mm-hmm. the process and then not only just trust the process, had to trust the God to bring me out of it, but in the whole process mm-hmm. of it, I had to endure it. And the thing about it was is that uh, being as though I, I have to go back to that job because I've never been without, you know, and, and seeing the whole transition of that and then operating, you know, in the faith, you know, finding and then being transformed and, and not only that, moving into another direction and then moving back to a whole nother department and, you know, seeing different things change and uh, that and then in the midst of all of that, I was writing another book, you know, my chapter to another mm. book. So I was transitioning in, in so many different areas. And so it wasn't that uh, we're, we're fighting every day to, to purpose. Mm-hmm. We're fighting every day in that aspect to make it, to live, you know. But in, in, in that process of being the transformation of it, it was challenges, but I had to see it different. It was circumstances, but I had to endure them. There was a process. I had to keep on going. And so I'm fighting, yes in that aspect to keep on going. I'm fighting so my mind stay focused. I'm fighting so I stay determined. I'm fighting so I'll keep praying. I'm fighting so I'll hold to the profession of my faith. I'm fighting so I don't give up. I'm fighting so I'll remember that I got a thought and a memory and I got a history that his track record is unbreakable. So I got to keep remembering and reminding myself. And so I got to keep on fighting so I'll stay focused and not give in to things because everything, it starts in the mind. And so there you got, as in, from the natural and the spirit, there's a war going on, as the script said, and I'm, there's a war going on with the spirit and the flesh. And so now when you're in transition, now when you're being transformed, uh, even though you're moving and, and, and there's a movement going on and, you know, things are shifting and changing. So here it is. I got to stay focused. So I'm fighting to stay focused. I'm fighting. So I'll make sure I stay in my prayer hours one, three, and five. So I'm staying focused, even though things seem to have just been changed in the twinkling of an eye. It looked like, you know, and, and I, I'm, I had to adjust to what was, to what is. And so even with that, until I got to the other side of the problem, got to the other side of the wilderness experience, because I was in the wilderness transitioning to the promise. Absolutely. You hit it. Focus. Focus, 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 focus. That is the key through it all. So now let's talk business here. Let's talk about your business. You're talking about you've recently launched your business. What services uh, do you provide through your business? Um, actually, we're going to do a soft launch because um, I just had my okay. Zoom meeting with my team, and I have another one at the end okay. of the month to bring all of them um, I have uh, with uh, the two, and then the other two will all do a Zoom. Um, but it is actually uh, the Dr. Eric L. Holmes Enterprise LLC is one that will, <laughs> and it's so, we talked about some of these things, which is going to provide an excellent customer service um, to operate with loyalty, character, integrity, and so to push others to purpose with influence and inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. under that whole umbrella also is my books, my T-shirt lines, and, you know, okay. all of that's going to fall under that umbrella. But the most focus is to be able to operate in excellence and be able to push people, you know, to purpose and with influence and inspiration. Awesome. 
Now, why do you feel the, um, I'm using this word burden loosely, um, to help people get positioned for purpose through influence and all of those things? Why is that so important to you? For burden, one, um, you'll, you'll bear the weight of some things. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll bear the weight of some things. And even when you have passion, you'll have the burden for it because uh, that's what's going to be in your spirit. Um, yep. It's going to weigh heavy on you. Um, and, and, and what the weight of it or how you view it or how you see it is that burden's like, I know I have a burden for ministry and I'm trying to do all mm-hmm. I can and fix and different things and, uh, creative ideals to always be a blessing to my ministry um, and to my bishop and first lady. So even in a natural to the business, the the, uh, the power of influence, you know, uh, the enterprise um, to be able to help and assist, but I carry that burden of that passion to help, that burden uh, to influence, that burden to see people do better, that burden, my community, what can we do to do better in our community, to help people change their mindsets. And so um, it's very important because, and then you got to know, because everybody can't carry a, carry whatever their burden might be, it's, everybody's is different. So it depends on right. whatever is the burden that he's giving you, you know, and you got to really know that because you might not be able to carry my burden that I might have. You know, that's why with right. Christ, nobody the burden that he carried but him. Absolutely. I totally agree there. Totally agree with that. Now let's talk about the books. Uh, how many books have you written? Uh, I wrote uh, one book, co-authored okay. two. I'm actually getting ready okay. to co-author the third one. Um, and then I'm actually getting ready to uh, finish. It's actually done, but it's just in the editing. So I'll be doing my other book. So, which will, and then I just finished a worksheet to the workbook to the first book, The Power of the Seed. Let's talk about the power of the seed. The power of the seed. Now, where did that concept come from for the book? Wow. Um, Whew, the power of the sea, because that takes me to a whole nother dimension. And why? <laughs> I, 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 the thing with the power of the sea is that it takes me to a whole nother dimension because, like I said two years ago, I literally had to become the power of the sea. I literally had to walk it out and become that which I was teaching and talking about. And so Saturday morning, um, I asked God for a project uh, to be a blessing to ministry, and I came downstairs to pray one Saturday morning at 5 a.m., and so I prayed. So I walked in the kitchen after prayer and opened the door to the deck, and it was a tree in my yard, and he said, your season just changed. Your season just changed. And so I turned back around. He said, the power of the seed, put it in a book. So I stopped in the middle of my kitchen and took a piece of paper and began to draw the tree. And after mm-hmm. that, I sent it 
to my buddy who's a graphic who owns a graphic design. I said, This is what I need. So about five thirty in the morning I'm sending somebody something like this is what I need and they're probably talking about, Well, wow, what in the world are you sending me? And um so <laughs> I, I and then from and then not only that, I also end up ministering the power of the sea on my godmother, the late Pastor Sandy Johnson, on Freshwater Ministry Line, because I used to do a word every Wednesday at 10 p.m. And so from there was birthed the power of the seed. And then I can remember the, the scripture, because um, I could always hear the late Apostle Evans talk about he gives seed to the sower. And so the scripture took me right to Isaiah 55 and 10, which is one of the base scriptures of the power of the seed, a biblically based with the other ones. And so that's where... Uh, the power of the seed came about. And so um, from there, I just was going forth with it, writing and all of that. And so um, now when I talk about the power of the seed, I talk about it from another whole dimension and from a whole other perspective, but I talk about it from the experience because I had to live it. And I talk about it because mm-hmm. um, I had to become it. And so right now, it's the whole power of the scene. And so with me doing the worksheet to it, which was a workbook that I wrote in the middle of the transition and the transformation of that other position. So you got to see things from another perspective and see it through the eyes of faith because out of that, even the workbook came. But my uh, graphic person also uh, took it and owns the printer, but then took it and said, listen, let me take it from the worksheet to the workbook. And so now it all ties into all of that. And I just did a teaching um, to two churches on the power of the seed and the power of the seed worksheet, the guide to help you with your seed. And so the seed is so powerful because, you know, as we, the preparation and the process, I deal with it from a standpoint, from the natural and the spiritual, because I do it from a, a farmer's standpoint, uh, from the natural aspect of the preparation, the process, and before he even does eat the planting, the seeding, and the sowing, it's a process, it's a preparation. And here it is, he sees, but what I love and I teach this is that he sees the beginning, but yet he sees the end. But here it is, he got something to do in the middle, so he got to work the middle of the process. So once he sees it and sown and planted, now he's got to water, harvest it, nurture it. And so even from the spiritual, the believers we sow, we plant, we see, and then we're expecting a harvest. And so here it is, how the seed is powerful because once it's germinated through the underground process, as long as you work the middle of the process, now, you know, it germinates through the underground process to get to the set time and season that it will produce a harvest or that which you've sown or planted. But we just have a, something to do in the middle of the process. We have something that we have to do. Absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree with everything that you're teaching there. And I think that that is, is a subject that needs to be uh, taught and understood even the more because a lot of people try to go from idea to a fully grown tree instead of allowing that seed to go through the process it needs to go through, through it being watered and nurtured and all of those things to develop into a tree and then the fruit to be produced from the tree. A lot of people don't like that process. It's kind of, I, I want it now. I want the manifestation of it now. It's been prophesied to me two days ago, and I want it manifesting right now. So I encourage you, if you are in that state in your life where you're, you've gotten a prophetic word and you're just now, you're like, I don't know what to do, 
Go purchase this book so you can understand the power of the seed, the power of the process that the seed goes through in order to produce what is produced from the seed. Now, you also most said... most people are trying to skip the okay. process. I was saying that most people are trying to skip the process. And mm-hmm. one of the things is you cannot skip the process. You must go through the whole preparation and the process, and not only that, then the seeding, then the planting, and then you still have something to do in the middle of the process of it. you got to water, nurture it, and mm-hmm. harvest it. But see, here it is. The farmer still has to start the process all over again. Right. Absolutely. That's why I say, guys, go out, purchase the book. I'm gonna, he's going to tell you how to get the book uh, as we get to the end of the conversation, but make sure that you purchase the book so you understand the process of it all. And that, like you said, from the spiritual to the natural, from the natural to the spiritual, so that we understand the whole concept of it. Now, the books that you co-authored, what are those books about? Or the titles uh, of those the, books as well, so people can find those. Um, the two books I co-authored, uh, one is called, so it, it is Soulful Prayer Volume 1 and Soulful Prayer Volume 2. Uh, it is a mm-hmm. book of intentional communicational prayer uh, where uh, authors have come together, best-selling authors, and to release under the visionary of Ms. Shirokolo Williamson, um, who God had given her the vision um, in, for soulful prayer, um, is that these are intentional prayers. These are intentional communication with God, these intentional prayers, which help people understand the power of prayer, uh, if they don't know how to pray, or there's a prayer in there for you, whether you're dealing with grief, like I did one, and it's amazing because uh, Soulful Prayer Volume 1, I did my chapter, is called Personal Finance, and here I'm in the middle of a personal finance, you know, in between <laughs> positions. And then, yeah, God is strategic, but he's amazing That's because more came it. out of that even in the midst of writing that. But then as right. with Soulful Prayer Volume 2, which I did, it's called Transition, Transformation, and Transparency. I was in transition. I was being transformed. So now I was able to be transparent about all of the process of I was going through. And so those are best-selling books, which are amazing because Soulful Prayer Volume 2 has been released in this critical hour that we need prayer the most. It it is a book that will help you in the midnight hour or in the midst of wanting to give up or whether you lost, uh, you know, grief of a a child or, you know, someone had to in between jobs or didn't have jobs or lost their job. It deals with unforgiveness. It deals with so many different prayers in there that is a prayer in there for you because we will find ourselves in one of those or not a couple of those prayers. And so in this hour, everybody needs prayer like more than ever. And people, whether religion, it doesn't even matter, race, gender, but people need prayer. And people are calling for prayer. The governor called for prayer. You know, our jobs are calling for prayer because we are in a critical hour that we need prayer the most. And it's Prayer is one of the powerful tools because he declared and gave us the word and gave us an outline. And so now it is these books are based on intentional communication with God. They are based on a specific prayers. And I, I totally agree that, like, this is definitely 
the right time for it, like the right season for it, because like you said, the government is even calling for prayer right now. And a lot of people say, you know, our country is in a bad state right now, and I don't necessarily like the state of our country, but I do understand that sometimes circumstances and situations like this have to happen to call us back to the creator, because sometimes when times get too good, when times just seem to be uh, easy going, some people can forget the foundation of what prayer has done for them. Uh, I know that there was a times times through my life where, you know, I had to mature and stop showing God that I'm only going to seek you when I need you, you know, and not keep that as my very foundation. So I believe that right now is the perfect opportunity for us to understand how powerful prayer is. Now, let's talk about the power of prayer real quick. How has prayer affected your life? Wow. Prayer has affected my life because, one, it was a foundation that has gotten me through challenges, trials, Mm -hmm. situations, loss, death. Uh, It has gotten me through where I am today. And so I know the power of prayer even – you know, in the transition, even in the transformation, even in the in-between, being in-between from the wilderness to the promise, being in-between the positions, being in-between operating in faith. And over, it was prayer that kept me. It was prayer that kept my mind. Mm-hmm. It was prayer that strengthened me. And so even more, I, it, would, it made me even turn up my prayer to more. So I pray at 1 a.m., 3 a.m., and 5 a.m., and so then jump on our prayer line for the church at 6 a.m. Um, and so it was prayer that has strengthened me and kept me when everything else seemed that it was going on or things, you know, as they say, falling apart or you didn't know what was going on. It was prayer. And prayer is that. It is power in prayer. Prayer changes circumstances. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes us. Prayer moves things. Prayer will get results, you know, and I'm so reminded even from Daniel praying 21 days, those things may seem held up. But there's one thing, prayer is yes. going to release. And, and I'm so reminded uh, when I was president of new members, my vice president, she said to me, two things not going to stay in heaven. That's the prayer and the answer. We just got to wait. So I remember doing a message, mm-hmm. you know, the answer is just in transition. And so the answer and the, it's going to be released. Prayer will release that. And so the thing about it is you got to understand how powerful it is because it does things. It changes things. It strengthens you. And, you know, in the midst of my transition, it was prayer that guarded my mind. It was prayer that kept me. It was prayer that caused me to stay focused. It was prayer, you know, of the righteous. It was prayer of my pastor, my friends. It was prayer of those, my prayer partners that were praying. And so I would stay focused. So I went, you know, because people handle things different. People handle this epidemic different. You know, people are handling, you know, what the world is transitioning. Uh, They handle it different. But when you're rooted and grounded in prayer, it's really going to help you stay focused. I don't care what's going around. It's going to help me, you know, to stay determined and stay focused. And, you know, it's going to help me not to get weary when I think that things are not going right. So there is definitely power in prayer. I absolutely agree with you, and I know that uh, for me, prayer has, as I said, been my foundation. You know that that my communication with the Creator always brought about clarity, direction, understanding, stability. 
in my heart and my mind and my spirit when it was times where my direction was cloudy or sometimes when my direction gets cloudy, I understand it's because I haven't tapped in or I haven't positioned prayer where it needs to be positioned in my life. And that's my encouragement to those of you that are out there listening. You just heard about the power of prayer. And I know some of you are saying, I've tried it before and it has not worked for me. I want you to try it after this conversation. As you guys know how I feel about conversations, conversations are what? Dimensional. And because conversations are dimensional, whenever you're having a conversation with somebody that has the authority and the right, and the understanding of a subject that they're talking about, you're going into a dimension you never went into before. So when you enter that dimension, you're entering it unempowered, but you're leaving that dimension empowered. So you've been empowered now to understand the power of prayer. So I want you to try it one more time, and I guarantee you you're going to see some results. So now we've talked ourselves off the air. Um, I don't know if you're aware of that yet or not, but we are off the air now. Um, We've got through all of the words that I had for you. So I'm going to go ahead and hit these last three questions. Uh, The first one is you said a lot to us. I mean, you have really said a lot to us throughout this conversation. If everybody was to walk away from this conversation and forget everything that you said, what is one thing that you would want them to take away from this conversation? Stay determined. Mm-hmm. And quitting is not an oh. option. Absolutely. I totally agree. Totally agree with that. All right. The second question, and you kind of answered this question already. So I'm actually going to tell you what the second question is, and then I'm going to come up with another question because we kind of talked about this in the conversation. On here, we like to honor those we call transforming transformers, and transforming transformers are those who have submitted their lives to the life of transformation, their personal transformation. However, they've also committed themselves to the processes of others' transformations. So their mentors, their pastors, their leaders, their parents, their friends, their spouses, those they are there who are there pushing us, nudging us, guiding us, reproving us sometimes, rebuking us sometimes, but being that strength that we need from time to time in order to be able to accomplish the goals that are inside of us. Uh, they become the driving force behind us sometimes as well. You talked about your pastor. You talked about your first lady. You talked about your mother. You talked about those, your friends, and those and other apostles that have been there for you during those times. So you've already addressed that question. So here's my question to you, okay? Now, with everything that we have going on, we're in this pandemic, Um we're facing racism more publicly in my personal lifetime. Um, I'm 40 in my personal lifetime than I think that we've ever saw it on a national scale. I believe some of us have been aware of it, but globally I don't think it's been as uh, a lot of people haven't been as vocal publicly about it as they are now. To those that are out there that are discouraged by everything that is going on around them, 
and distracted by everything that is going on around them. How does one focus themselves to work on themselves individually and then make sure that they are in the trenches doing everything that they can do as well? One, we have to self-examine, first of all. Let a man examine mm-hmm. himself, self-examine, because we have to look at it from what can I do, how can I assist, how can I help, but it all starts with me. Let me examine me, make sure I am right so I could be able to help others or help whether it's my community, you know, whether it's the next-door neighbor. But if I don't work on me, I sure can't work on someone else or help someone else. And so then from there, you know, we can build upon, build upon the foundation which has already been built. And so now we're being able to be able to help others, you know, once we've worked on ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it starts with us. And so once we examine and once we, you know, work on us, we can be able to work on somebody else or help somebody else. And so then we can continue to push. We can continue to press. You know what I mean? And over and beyond, you know, even with all this injustice and injustice and all this stuff and people going on, you know, but then we still got to trust in the God and trust the process because nothing catches him by surprise. You know, scriptures are being fulfilled. And the thing about it is we still got to trust the process and knowing that, you know, all of this is just being fulfilled. But change definitely going to come. But if we want change, we got to be the change. That's it. Totally agree there. Totally agree there. Now, before I get to the last question, I want to give you the opportunity to give everyone your social media handles, your websites, uh, or website where they can find and purchase the the book you authored, the book you co-authored, everything they need to know uh, about your radio show, any webinars you have coming up, just as much information as possible. And then if you want to leave the listening audience with a last word. If you want to pray, you're welcome to do that. I turn it into your hands. Um, I'm all on I'm on all social media websites um, where you can reach me. Uh, my books are on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, uh, on Target website, uh, Walmart's website, which is a lot of them I didn't even really know, and I just happen to type it in. And so even I tell people. Um, the libraries and stuff are closed, and they're doing virtual things now, but um, they are in the library. Uh, and so you can practically get anywhere or just message me, and I'll definitely get you one. Um, so the link on my, as well as on my business uh, radio page, The Power of Influence with Dr. E, um, on Facebook, and they click on there, and it just takes them right to the link to um, order and so um, you can reach me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and then, of course, listen to me every Friday, 6 p.m. to 8 on Power 4.4 Radio, the Power of Influence with Dr. E. So I am very reachable um, on all the outlets, and um, you'll be able to get the power of the seed, So for Prayer Volume 1 and So for Prayer Volume 2. Awesome, awesome. Is there any last words you would like to leave with everyone? I just want to leave that one, wake up the dreamer in you. Quitting is not an option. Faith is your only means of transportation, and victory is your only option. 
Don't let your visions and dreams die no longer no long no matter how long you have been waiting. Pick back up where you left off. But whatever you do, wake up that dreamer in you. Go back, revisit the dreams and goals. And keep pushing, keep pressing, and keep pursuing till you get to purpose that it connects with death. Awesome. Now, this last question I end every conversation on Transformation Radio with, and there's a reason why, I'll do, why I do that, and I'll explain that after you, you answer. But, Dr. E, who is God personally to you? Wow. My all in all and my everything, my source, my strength, my healer, my deliverer, my sustainer, my provider, my way maker, my savior who has saved and snatched me in the nick of time. So many different things that he is, but the one thing it is is that he stood between life and death for me. And now I have a right to the tree of life. And so I have the opportunity now to be able to help someone else because he has helped me. And he has been my all in all, one who has a track record that has been unbreakable, that will not be broken. And whenever I need it, they were always there. The one individual that will always be there and has never left me nor forsaken me. Many things and many people, but the one true source, the one true and living God, the one who shed for me the blood that covers me daily and the word that hovers over me is just in a class all by himself. And it's so many, as they say, a thousand times, I couldn't even begin because it's so many in so many categories, so many words, so many names. But to sum it up, my all in all. Awesome. Now, here's why I asked that question. I asked that question because I personally feel no matter how long we live, we will never truly experience on this side of earth how awesome and how amazing God is. Now, we use those words to describe him. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't even really begin to do him justice. So I like asking everybody, who is God to you? Because I believe that when we have conversations with each other, we are experiencing God. Why? Because he created us. So therefore, we are experiencing his creation. And if I can find out who God is to you, then you are unlocking a dimension of God to me that has never been unlocked before. So when we get around each other, we start to introduce each other to different dimensions of God, and we begin to encounter God in ways that we never had before because now we've been introduced to him in a new way. So I want to thank you again for being on the show tonight. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Listening audience, I want to encourage you, connect with Dr. E. Connect with Dr. E. As I said, purchase the book, The Power of the Seed. Purchase the Soaked in Prayer series. Purchase them. There's never been a time 
we have so much time on our hands because some of us are still in quarantine. Some of us are not in quarantine, but I'm telling you now, some of us are about to return back to phase one because some people are out there doing all kinds of things. But it is time for us to educate ourselves and become empowered so that when we come back in full force, we come back positioned even greater for purpose. As I always say, guys, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace. Wow, execute one of my words. (laughs) Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.